Hey, folks, this is Ray Renati with In the Green Room. In the Green Room is part of Wave Radio. Wave Radio is perhaps, not perhaps, is absolutely the most eclectic podcast on the Internet. Wave Radio produces an episode every single day of the week. Who else can say they do that, huh? Check it out. Wave Radio. You can find it on iHeartRadio, iTunes, any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Well, it's time to get this show on the road. I have a special treat for you today. I am having a conversation here with Celia Morris, a San Francisco-based actor or actress, whatever you may prefer. She's an award-winning San Francisco-based actor, and we have a wonderful conversation about acting and a play that we saw from the National Theater in London in a movie theater. I hope you enjoy. How did, how did we meet? And tell me a little about yourself, Celia. I don't remember where we first met. Yeah. I actually have no memory of that, but I knew of you before I met you. I think... Oh, God. You... <laughs> no, no, I mean... And it was... I remember you were coming to see House and Garden, and I knew you were there. Yeah. And I'd always wanted to meet you because I'd seen you in something and I thought you were really good. And then we had a chance to audition together for a play that we didn't get into. Right. But the audition was so it was fantastic. brilliant, wasn't it? It was, it, was, it was a real connection there. Yes. Like I finally found somebody on stage who, like, you what to, how to react, how to, what but to do. But we didn't get cast. We should have just gone and done it in our own garages or something. Do you think so? I don't know if that really would have worked. <laughs> but yes, we didn't get cast. It was a play, it was a Jewish uh, family who lived in London. Yes. I'm from London and I'm Jewish. Yeah. They cast two very tall Irish Catholic people, but never mind that now. People have their reasons for doing things. Yeah. So that's it was a new Jewish. spin. It was like a, it was kind that's of a new spin. That's very, on the play. very compassionate yeah. of you. So, right, so, anyway, so. What's your background? You, 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 my you background. yeah, as far as acting goes. Oh, all right. Well, I didn't know what to do after I graduated from college yeah. at all. Mm -hmm. I had a music degree. It wasn't going to work because I wasn't going to practice. Mm. So then I thought, oh, well, law school. So I tried that for six weeks. That didn't work. And I thought, you know, I've always, always wanted to act. I've been asking my parents since I was a child to let me go to those acting schools in England that are for, you know, that... Uh, anyway, so I finally made the move, went to New York and studied at the Neighborhood Playhouse with Sandy Meisner, which... Sandy himself. Sandy himself. Was, did he have the little he thing? Did have, yeah. And... <laughs> Well, that's a little, he had a tracheotomy, oh, sorry. Yes. sorry I'm, not, I'm not making fun of him, but I, I, I'm only asking that to find out what time period she went there in. Yes, okay. I was there in the late 70s. Okay, okay. And it was the best education in theater I possibly could have had. Oh, I bet. In my class was Chris Noth, Mr. Big, Jennifer Gray, a bunch of other people. Wow. And it was fascinating. And it was it worked for me. It worked for me very, very well. I understood it. And then I worked in New York a bit. I was a member of Equity and became a member of SAG. Then I came back to California and then my life went downhill. 
So I, oh. <laughs> I you know, but it's not, back on the up. It is turn. back on the up. I uh, I dropped out of equity so I could actually work in the Bay Area because it's yes. tricky. Mm. But I got a lot of work, and recently I I've sort of came to a, quite a culmination. I I won a Theatre Bay Area Award. You did. I did as Best Actress in. Harold Pinter's The Birthday Party. And Great it was play. it was wonderful. It was so much fun. Yeah. Anyway, so now I'm trying to figure out what's next. And actually, I'm going to be helping Ray direct. He's directing uh, Ibsen's The Enemy of the People at the Pear Theatre in Mountain View. And I, he asked me to be his assistant director. I did. I'm so yeah. excited. I didn't expect that at all. <laughs> so anyway, so that's how we know each other. And we, now we know each other. Yes. And we're going to be working together and we're going to be doing this incredible play, an incredible translation or adaptation, however you want to name it, of this amazing play written by Ibsen so long ago. Ibsen is like the Shakespeare of Norway, for those who don't know. I said that on my last podcast, so I'll just reiterate it. <laughs> I think that this um, I think that this adaptation is really interesting, don't you? I mean, it's really cut down. It's really it's cut down. It's in very modern language. Yes, and it's, it's very current. And it's very current. And there's... I don't know if she injected humor or kept the humor that was in there that Ibsen had that other people take out or what, but I, there's a lot of humor in this version. Yes, and I I think that probably, even with the best translations, we mm -hmm. would not understand the Norwegian sensibility. Yeah. So I think it's very good to transfer it to something that's understandable. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to that. Me too. However... So let's talk yes. about this Angels in America Part 2 that we went and saw together. Yes. And you made me aware of this um, this program. What's it, what's it called? National Theatre Live. National Theatre Live. And what do they do? They broadcast live, and then they do do repeats, mm -hmm. shows from their season. And so I've been incredibly lucky. I have seen things that, you know, I, I wouldn't just fly over there to see. And... I saw A Servant of Two Masters with James Corden. I saw Hamlet with Benedict Cumberpatch, and uh, which was quite extraordinary. And it's always nice to see these sort of filmic actors or film actors in their natural habitat. Mm -hmm. And and then we saw this, and the, the surprise in here for me was Andrew Garfield. And he played which part? He played... Um, <sighs> Prior Walter. That's right. And it was, I had a conversation. Actually, I was in London very recently and could have gone to see this on the stage, but I didn't. And I had a conversation in the pub with two other actors who'd gone to Central School with Andrew Garfield and the guy who played Belize, who was fantastic. He was wonderful, too. What is his name? Yeah, what is his name? His name is Nathan Stewart Jarrett. Yes. Nathan Stewart Jarrett, yes. And one of them really did not like Andrew Garfield. Said he was just so over the top, and mm -hmm. just he could, and maybe he been, well, maybe he saw him do that stuff a lot in school. But for for us as first time viewers, or you know, mm -hmm. not knowing him, it was a performance that was so true. Yeah. Yes, it was sort of over, not really over the top. No. It was a character, and he was so consistent. No, but we know we both know people like that. Yes, we do. I mean, I mean, yeah. we live in San Francisco Bay Area. 
And it, for those of you who don't know, um, Angels in, in America is a play about AIDS and AIDS when it, you know, first ravaged our city. And it was mainly a, a disease that was contracted by gay men at the time. Yeah. And um, when you're talking about over the top, uh, for la- for lack of a better word, he was a um, was, and they a queen. He was you know? very much very queenish. Um, but there are people like that, and so to say it's over the top is not true because I know people who are like that, and that's the way they yes, are. No, it's true. And he actually changed as the play went yes, on. Yes, he did. And when he found himself by at the end of the play and was cured miraculously. Yes. yes. His personality changed, yeah. and I thought that was quite extraordinary. Yeah. It was. It was not expected. I, you know, I the first time I saw it, I didn't expect that. And so, yes, there was an actual arc to his character, and, there, and you could see his struggles all the way through. Yeah. And it was so clear. So that was a wonderful surprise. Nathan Lane was a surprise to me. Oh, yes. Although I have seen him on stage years ago, I saw him in the Lisbon Traviata mm-hmm. with Richard Thomas, and he was great. Well, he usually does musicals. He does musicals or these comedies, and I was getting yeah. sick of that stick. Farce, yeah. you know. But so this, it began a little bit sticky, but then he just he ripped that off, and he he nailed it. Oh my I mean, god! Yeah, he was Ro- yeah. Roy Cohen. Yes, and that has relevance today because he was. Donald Trump's mentors, and he was an evil man. I did not feel sorry for him, even though nobody did. Nobody even did, in the even play. though he he was given <laughs> by one of the characters the the Kaddish was said the Jewish death the ritual prayer when you die. Yeah. So it 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 my emotions were to his protest ever. though. He, I mean, it sort well, of he happened. He didn't really want to do it. Right, then, yes, yeah. to the guy who did it. Yes. He did not want to do it at all. Yeah. And it was funny. If you have any sense of Hebrew, the beginning of it, he was mixing up all sorts of prayers. He had no Then clue. it kind of like came it, through him yes. miraculously. You know, it's the Jewish thing. Yeah, it yeah. just goes on and on and on. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but anyway, Nathan Lane, um, it was great to see him do such a, a, a serious play. Even though there are jokes in the middle of these scenes, I personally couldn't laugh uh, because yeah. it, it hit home too close. I've had too many friends die of this horrible disease, so yeah. I just couldn't laugh. But um, it's great when you see a comic actor or somebody who, when you believe someone is a great comic actor like Bill Murray or Nathan Lane to do something serious because yeah. you don't expect you don't expect they can. Yeah. But of course they can. Yeah, because you don't think of them actually as actors. Yes. That's, yeah. that's the big thing. So yeah. it's, it, it was a treat. The funny thing is at the end of the play or, you know, towards the end of the play when they kept saying San Francisco is paradise, that's mm-hmm. heaven. San Francisco, yeah. And I was thinking it was then, nowadays it's changed. Yeah. But I suppose it still is a bastion of, of freedom for many people. Oh, it is. It's just yeah. that, uh, you know... I mean, the truth is, is that much of San Francisco, especially the Castro district, died. Yeah. These people died. No, I don't know the numbers, but I would guess at least half to two thirds of it them. It was empty. The streets were empty. And, and it, it's never been the same again. And it's very sad. Uh, but San Francisco still does, does represent freedom. Um, and there are good things and bad things about that. We have a homeless problem now. Yeah. And that's a big thing. Uh, but anyway... 
It was very interesting. It, it's it's a very San Francisco centric play, although I don't believe it's dated. And I, and I think yeah. three hundred years from now they'll still be doing this play, and it'll be like when we do right. Shakespeare now. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think I think it's one of those moments in theater history when genius flows through a person into words on a page, like with Arthur Miller and Death of a Salesman, or or these plays, yeah. these two plays. I mean, this play is, was. Part two itself was four hours and 45 minutes long, right? They didn't like that very much. <laughs> well, because, <laughs> because when I had seen it in, in local theaters, they, I, I didn't realize it, but they had cut half the script out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, That's, it's, you see, to me, that, that I had no time idea. meant nothing to me. I mean, when you're in it, you don't quite... It didn't feel that. like four hours and 45 yeah. minutes. But when she, she said, said that, that I was... Well, the audience gasped. Yeah, everyone was like, what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> but remember when we used to sit through double features? That was no big yes. deal. But who does that anymore? Well, you see, I'm an opera goer. So ah. I've sat through the ring cycle, which is like endless, endless, endless. But you get... And I saw something, what was it, the Oresteia or something up at Berkeley Rep many years ago, which was a whole day thing. Yeah. It was fantastic. I mean, you just, you enter that world, you, you are in that world, there's sort of nothing else outside of it. What I, uh, I want to say something. What was it called? I don't know if it was the Oresteia. It's opera. No. Oh. This was the play. Oh. I was like, That's some, okay. Some, some Greek, one of the Greeks. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And... But I go to operas, and they're often, especially Wagner, I mean, mm -hmm. they just go on and yes. on and on. But you can get involved in the Met also does this stuff live. Yeah. And there, it's great. You don't have to dress up. You can eat popcorn. You can eat yeah. hot dogs. It's subtitled. It's just, you're overwhelmed by the whole thing. It's fantastic. Yeah. Especially when the, when the acting and the directing and, and, and the production values are high yeah. uh, and you get lost in the world of the play or the musical or the mm. opera, four hours and 45 minutes can go by and feel yeah. like an hour to right. me. You said yeah. you had some problems with it being getting having close-ups. Yeah, I mean, it's such an intense play. Um, and it was done at the National Theater, which is a big, giant theater. And so the live audience was pretty far away, even if they were in the front rows. But when we're watching it in the movie theater, we're getting close-ups from all different camera angles of these very intense scenes that are the actors are acting in a way that they wouldn't do like uh, in film. I mean, they're using their whole bodies. They're really going for it, which they have to do so that they can reach the back row of the theater, right? But we're here in the theater seeing it up close and personal. It was a little overwhelming for me. I yeah. felt, yeah. I felt that way the first time I saw it. Yeah. I didn't know what hit me. But you know what? We need to we need to wrap this up. Oh, I'm so yeah. sad. Well, everybody, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, and I will see you on the boards.